I want to contribute to a world where all humans feel safe to be who they are. I think that we live in a world that kind of conditions us to think we need to fit inside a box of sorts or like Mm. be a certain way in order to be loved or accepted or successful or whatever the outcome is or desire we have. And so I find that people are spending a lot of their time and and energy letting go of old programming and i i definitely um am in that process you know every human is uh unfortunately wounded you know from different experiences in life and so in a way we've been taught that who we are isn't acceptable in some way or these different parts of us aren't acceptable and really it's when we are fully embracing who we are to the best of our ability and sharing that when we come alive when we can really live on purpose and do what we're here to do and become those magnetic forces in the world. So I just, I want to create the opportunity for people to step into that and to awaken to how powerful they are by being who they are. Welcome to In Full Color. In Full Color is a show for creative beings, modern visionaries, and the dreamers of a more colorful world. On this podcast, we enter into a space of inspiration, possibility, and wonder, where we tap into our innate creative power together. Alongside muses, creators, and changemakers like yourself, we discuss the power creativity has to connect us to ourselves and to each other and to change the world for the better. I'm your host, Amy Lore. I'm an author, artist of all kinds, and personal guide for visionaries who are ready to bring their inspiration to life. This space is devoted to your unfolding, to the light you're here to shine and the life you're here to live. I invite you to bring your fullest self to this moment, all that you are in full color. Hello friends and welcome to this week's episode. I first of all, I'm just so grateful you're here. It's the coolest thing that I get to speak what is alive in my heart and share the ideas of really awesome people doing really awesome things with you. So just a moment of gratitude for you. And speaking of awesome people doing awesome things, this week's guest is Blair Badenhop. Blair is a global brand and messaging strategist with over a decade of experience supporting entrepreneurs and small businesses. Her clients have included Emmy Award winners, New York Times bestselling authors, and hundreds of coaches and content creators from Australia to the Netherlands. She is the host of the Brain Yourself podcast, where she guides her listeners to lean into their authenticity and share the journeys of renowned spiritual teachers, doctors, and wellness entrepreneurs alike. Formerly, Blair worked at Harper's Bazaar, Dress for Success Worldwide, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and Parsley Health. I do a bit of branding work myself, often for my clients who are in the spiritual or creative space, who I may be building a website for, or styling a photo shoot for them, or creating some kind of design. 
As I was getting into the branding space a few years ago, Blair was an early influence for me when I heard her on a podcast and started listening to her own podcast and just following her work online. And Blair has this way of communicating truth in a really simple and approachable way, while also making these really beautiful connections between our own inner journeys and the journey of being an entrepreneur, being a person who is creating things out in the world. Blair totally brought her A-game for this interview, and she just drops so much wisdom for us, so I'm really excited to share it with you. Go ahead and hit subscribe so that we can hang out every Friday, and you'll be the first to see a new episode. And I also encourage you to send the link to In Full Color to a person in your life who is really curious about creativity. There's probably a friend or a family member who's popping into your mind right now. Sharing podcasts with friends and family is one of my love languages, along with Spotify playlists and words of affirmation, physical touch, all that good stuff. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Blair, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. So you are a brand strategist and just all around creative person in the work that you do. And all of us are surrounded by brands every day on our phone screens, on billboards, as we drive down the street. So we're all kind of familiar with like what a brand is, but I would love to hear from you how you define a brand and why it has value to like be really clear with it. Mm. Yes. Okay. So a brand to me is an experience. It's an energy. It's an essence. So when you meet a product or a person and experience the visuals and the messaging and what that brand stands for, you step into that world that the brand's created for you. And so it's not like a logo. It's not you know, the website design or whatever it is, those are parts of it, but it's really the experience that someone's created for you. And the reason it matters is because ultimately with a business, your intention is to make people feel something, to feel seen, to feel inspired, to feel like, ooh, yes, like this is what I need. This is for me. And so when you are able to create a brand with intention, and if you have your own business and you're the brand, if you're able to bring you into the experience and let you be the muse for how it looks and feels and sounds, then someone's going to be able to have an experience that would be similar to sitting down with you in person. And it's not exactly the same because you know we're multidimensional and an online presence is kind of single dimensional. Um, but we're at least able to get that exchange of energy from that experience that you're creating for someone. So that's how I would define a brand. Mm, I love that. I feel like that's a, a very unique definition from what I've heard and it definitely resonates. When you were mentioning that it's like a feeling that we're after, there's obviously like, for example, lots of tennis shoes you could buy that are all probably of equal quality and similar styles, but a certain tennis shoe brand might have this feeling that you emotionally resonate with. In anything that we want to buy or do or experience, we really are after a feeling. It does really feel like something that draws you in when you come into a space or a project that is putting out that feeling that you've been looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a vibe. 
and you mm-hmm. want to associate yourself with something or invest in something that has a vibe that you want. Like, you know, it's almost if we get into like the spiritual sense of it, it's, you know, what we buy is, and and what we wear and and who we interact with, like it's all energy. And so I think that almost like our higher self or intuition guides us to the thing that's aligned, you know? And and so like it's almost like we're we're souls just looking for the right aligned energy in our purchases, you know, whether or not we're that tapped in. There's lots of different states of consciousness or levels of consciousness around that, of course. But you know, like I think when it comes to investing in some another like person and their their work, their purpose work, their talent, their craft, it's the person and their energy and and what experience they create for someone that makes them different and draws people in and sets them apart from all the other people doing similar work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what's unique about the work that you do from what I've witnessed from listening to your podcast and just kind of following your work over the years is this call to just be your authentic self in your brand. Because I think that there's an approach of wanting to like almost put on a performance of like, okay, well, what do people want me to be? What are the trends? How can I like form myself into this mold so that I can be what I think people will be drawn to versus the approach of it actually can be really simple and easy by just being yourself. And so mm, would love just like a little bit of a take on how stepping into that just being you can unlock some different things on our creative and spiritual journeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's true. We live in a world where there's a lot of activity around us thanks to social media and, and the internet. You know, there's so much that we can see, which is beautiful and can be a source of inspiration, but also a source of comparison and competition and kind of thinking, oh, well, look at her over there. I guess if I want that level of success, I need to do what she did. I need to follow in other people's footsteps. I need to find the formula. I need to look outside myself over and over and over again to find my way forward. But the truth is that in abandoning ourselves, we're letting go of our most powerful asset when it comes to doing the work we're meant to do in the world. And by not valuing our own inner wisdom and our own inner guidance, which is really perfectly programmed to help us move forward in the right direction, we're leaving this huge piece on the table that is like our magic. And in the many years I've done the work that I do, I've worked with so many entrepreneurs who get so caught in that cycle of thinking, okay, I need to be this, this, and that in order to be successful. And they just abandon the intuitive part. But really, if we want to create with the universe, if we want to create what we're here to do in this lifetime, we have to leverage all of our humanity to do that. Yes, we have to use our brains and and move forward with structure and strategy, sure. But then there's also this very fluid, intuitive, uh, sometimes doesn't make sense part of us that really needs to play a huge role in guiding us forward. So I think when we find people in that state, and I'm sure people listening might find themselves slipping into it here and there, but they know I'm an, I'm unique. Like there's something about me that I need to bring to the table. Oftentimes when we are like, you know, how do I bring that 
me to life online? Like, what is it? What makes me special? Like, I don't know. It's the reason we don't know is because we don't really look at ourselves in that way where it's like, okay, like what makes me, what makes me so awesome? Because oftentimes, like I said earlier, our conditioning is what keeps us from seeing our wholeness as a gift. We've kind of devalued or discarded parts of ourselves along the way. And so I find that sometimes branding yourself is this journey of really reclaiming all of who you are and finally realizing that who you are is all you've ever needed to be successful. And when you can really dig in and define what that is, then you have all the tools that you need to create a brand that feels so good, feels so aligned, and also makes you naturally magnetic, which is just this this force that you exude from your being and all the content you're creating and your online presence and the people that literally have antenna up, like are just in this lifetime meant to be served by you are, are going to find you and fall in love with you because it's like, ooh, that's who I've been looking for. Just like when you know your intuition, your body knows something's a yes, that's how you being you impacts the person you're meant to serve in the same exact way. It's a, it's like a yes from the inside out. So the the journey inward and finding kind of that truth for you is the process that I take my clients through because it's just so important to take that space for yourself to uncover what is underneath. What is my truth? Who am I and, and what do I feel called to do in this lifetime and why does it matter to me? And then who are the people I want to serve and how do I want to serve them? What medicine can I bring to their experience that's unique to me? And it's what's unique to you is is you and your story and your experience and all the collective things that live within you that are embodied, you know, by your your physical form, your brain, your spirit, like all of it together is really a gift and it's so unique. There's not anyone else like you on the planet. There's no other replica of you. And so the more that you can just stop looking outside yourself and comparing and thinking, oh, I need to do X, Y, Z to be successful. And the more you can tap into you, the easier it's going to be to move forward and create. And so I find that all of us have this innate creativity inside of us. I mean, like when we, creativity is just you, I think playing, you know, it's, it's us playing and, and just giving ourselves enough space to allow ideas and just concepts and visions to arrive in our minds. And then when we create that space, then we're able to find those things and, and start to bring them into form, like into, into real life. So like you get an idea for a program because you're sitting in meditation and having that practice regularly and the ideas just started to pour in. And so it's almost like creating space for yourself to channel the ideas. And instead of going on Google and being like, what's the best way to run a program? You tune into yourself and ask, how do I feel called to run a program? What structure do I feel like would, would serve my audience? And asking yourself for the answer, you are your Google. <laughs> like just go inward and ask yourself, how do I feel inspired to, to show up for my people? And see what comes up for you. There's always an answer in there. And I find that a meditation practice, a journaling practice, just creating spaciousness for yourself is the only way to enhance that creativity, to create more access to that creativity, and to really create from an authentic place and an original place. And that's really where original things are born on the inside. It's, it doesn't happen from reviewing and studying all these other people out there. 
Mm, so much good stuff in all of that. And when we're creating from within, there's almost this divine fate that steps in. If I know that I'm creating true to myself, what I'm creating will land with who it's meant to land with. And for the people who aren't interested, like that's fine because I know that I'm being true to myself. And so I think that kind of makes those common entrepreneurial fears of who's going to sign up for my thing or is anybody going to listen to my podcast or stream my new album, whatever. All that kind of falls away because you know that almost just being true to yourself is enough of an experience already. And if people want to hop on board, then that's amazing too. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the need for everyone to like you can fall away. And mm. uh, those true connections, those like soul clients or uh, that soul community, there's space for that to come in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like all that, all your stuff's going to come up, you know, like it's going to be so normal for your brain to step in and and more of like the masculine approach to business to step in and be like, well, yeah, that's a good idea. But like, how are you going to make money? And how are you going to do the X, Y, Z? And I mean, who's going to trust you? And and all that stuff's going to happen. That's just part of it. And it's it's not a bad thing for that to happen too because it is good for the two sides of you to work together, like your intuitive side, your creative side to work with the structured cerebral side. However, this side of you, that cerebral side, doesn't have to, to rule and dominate. I mean, when you step into entrepreneurship, you're you're stepping on the biggest personal growth journey of your life, in my opinion. I mean, outside of motherhood, it's a pretty big one. And when you step on that journey, you're faced with uncertainty and discomfort at every turn. And so that is something that you have to start accepting, embracing. Uncertainty is just part of the experience. And truly, in life, everything's uncertain. You know, if you've had a, a, a regular job, it might feel like there's certainty there, but ultimately, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, so one of the most beautiful things, most challenging things about it is that there's uncertainty and you're not going to know if you launch this thing, if it's going to be successful. However, if it's coming from a space of, Ooh, I'm so lit up by this. I'm excited about this. I'm, I want to experiment with this and I really want to be of service. And then you find a way to at least get some people on board, even if it's you giving it away at a discounted rate or whatever it is just to get the experience. And then you get the testimonials and like things just start to build momentum from there. And so just not having high expectations when you launch something and really leaning in the direction of, I'm going to honor my truth. That's how I want to lead and be a leader. And I'm going to practice that and trust that and then set yourself up financially so you don't aren't stressed about money in a way. So you're not like diving into entrepreneurship without a safety net. Like, don't do that. But like all those things will set you up for success so that you feel at ease and you have the freedom to create from an authentic place. Yeah, I think that's a great point there about not just jumping out of the apple tree when it comes to entrepreneurship. And the same can be true for creative endeavors. It can be really helpful in the creative process, whether you're creating a business or creating some kind of an an artistic project, to not put the pressure on that thing to perform for you and put bread on the table. Because then it just leaves this open space of whatever wants to come through, come through in its own time. We'll find the rhythm, monetization. We can talk about that along the way as we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about really honoring yourself and like what wants to come through you. Absolutely. One of the bigger reasons why I do what I do is because it makes me so happy. I have never been more certain that I'm doing what I'm here to do on the planet 
you know, and bring all the things that I'm good at together in one type of service that I provide. But like writing, being able to coach people, like it's it's all stuff I've done my entire life, you know, that just came naturally to me that was that filled me up, that it was, you know, felt like self-expression and me being me. And so it's almost like when you are just so lit up by the thing you're creating and you're opening up about that thing and sharing that thing. And I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've had on my podcast who whose businesses were born out of just the desire to create something that fulfilled them. And then their excitement and enthusiasm for that thing is what drew people to them and turned it into something that made them money and became their full-time work. So you just never know what's going to happen. But I think if you let go of the attachment to this needs, like you're saying, to make me money, oh gosh, it takes so much pressure off and you're able to really give yourself the creative freedom. Yeah. All around just like following what feels good. And that was my journey with creating this podcast is for a few years, I kept on getting this little whisper in my heart. I want to have more conversations about creativity. And it didn't really make sense on a more linear level for me to go into this at this point in my life. But that desire was there. And now that I've stepped into this journey, like all of the things are just falling into place. And yeah, mm-hmm. following what feels good has been my mantra this year and it's mm-hmm. really served. Yes, yes, love that. Mm-hmm. So the work that you do is you're kind of just like in this creative space all the time, which sounds like a lot of fun. I know that not everyone's work is creative or as creative as they would like it to be. So I would love to kind of hear just what your experience is like because you're in constant collaboration with people who are also in this big process of creation. They're creating new businesses, creating new websites and brands, and any just points of reflection, gratitude, inspiration. Tell us about that whole journey. Yeah. So working with people to create their purpose work is such an honor. And I mean, I feel like I get to bring like both my intuition and my creativity into it, I guess, and my strategic brain. Um, So, you know, what it looks like is right now, I actually have a Your Wellness Brand group wrapping up. This is my business mentorship program where I help people kind of start at at kind of the, the, the foundation of their business and build authentic brands from there. So the process looks like teaching them about how to do this and then empowering them to go inward and find the answers and and work through. And for me, I use my writing skills to help them with their messaging. So that's always fun to sink into. And then I also am a very visual person. So while I'm not a website designer, I do help them map out like things like their photo shoots and what to wear and what kind of shots we're looking for. And then when it comes to the actual physical design of, of their website, I connect them with other designers and help them have like a very clear vision for the design of the site. Because I find that when people have that clarity, they go into those working relationships with so much more confidence and walk away from them with what they actually wanted. You know, they made the investment and they got what they wanted. And so, yeah, I guess it is really a creative process, but also I feel like I'm a teacher, I'm a guide, I'm a coach in that process. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm there to reflect back to them. I'm, I'm, I'm there to just communicate whatever comes through me that needs to be shared with them. I feel like I'm connected to to spirit and the universe and like 
you know, and I'm there to share with them and distill for them what they need to hear and, and I guess share whatever might inspire them to connect more deeply with themselves and their truth. And then physically, it's the creation of these different components of the brand. So yeah, that's really what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep on getting this image of kind of channeling, being mm-hmm. a channel throughout the process of creating something. And I think that's a wonderful thing to bring in to anyone who's wanting to approach creativity but might feel a little intimidated. The same is true for intuition. Like this is just something that's more moving through us. And so if you make something and you think it's ugly or you don't like the way it's turning out, like that's fine. I, I kind of discovered recently I don't have to like my own art (laughs) and it it can be ugly. It can be bad, but just allowing that channel to stay open and approaching what comes through with curiosity and a heavy dose of trust too can Mm -hmm. make the whole process just kind of keep flowing with ease. Mm -hmm. Yes. I totally relate to that as a writer. You know, in the earlier part of my work as an entrepreneur, having my, my business, I was a copywriter and I would write you know, everyone's website copy who came my way. And I felt like I was channeling. And and there would be some times where something would come through me and I'd be like, that's good, but like, that's not it yet. And, mm-hmm. and finally, you know, I'd land there. But it is a process, you know, creativity isn't just like this black and white, like, okay, it arrives and you're done. It's It's this like unfolding and deepening and relationship you're having with whatever is giving us the thing that's coming through. I don't know. It's just, it's totally cool. Yeah, it totally is an unfolding. I love that you described it that way. And sometimes it does come through of like, bam, there it is. It's done. But a lot of times there are these layers of working with the thing that we are creatively birthing and coming back to it and maybe taking a break and going out and a few days later coming back with whatever inspiration shifts and insights you've had from just life. Yeah, truly Mm -hmm. is an unfolding. Being creative is a part of your job description. And I'm curious how you keep that creativity flowing, how you keep that intuition flowing, how you keep your channel open so that you can show up daily with with the space that's needed to be held. Mm. Well, it really comes down to calming my nervous system, honestly. I think that the things that always block me from accessing my creativity are stress and anxiety and overwhelm. So I have become the type of person who knows that when I have to be in that mode of something coming through me, like I need to take really good care of myself. So not always the easiest thing to do when you have a lot of other things on your plate, but Things like a journaling practice, breathing, um, taking a walk, uh, meditating, which I do daily, making sure I'm nourishing my body, you know, like just really getting basic stuff in place to give me that healthy state that I need to be in in order to be a clear channel, you know? So, like, if I know I'm stressed out about something or a project or something going on, I need to clear that energy in order to access my my genius, like, or the thing that needs to flow through. So I would say that's the number one thing that I have to do in order to, to remain connected to it and keep things flowing. Um, 
And, you know, and then sometimes there are more creative seasons than others. You know, there are some seasons or even parts of the month, you know, as a woman, we have our cycle. And so like there are certain weeks where I feel on fire and I have like so much access. And then sometimes I feel like I need to rest and I'm like, I'm done, you know, I'm tapped out. So I think um, just really honoring the rhythm of you of your body and and just taking really good care of yourself and processing stress and all of those things have just really been essential to me. Mm, excellent. That touches on something that I'm really curious about exploring, which is the space where wellness and creativity come together. When I first thought about this intersection of these two concepts, I was like, those are totally different things like science, health, body versus art. But as I've kept exploring it, I've found that taking care of my body, like you're saying, and nervous system and mind, all of that is so conducive to powerful creations. You know, you mostly work with people in the wellness space, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm curious what you know about that intersection of where creativity and wellness come together. Mm. Well, I feel like all of us are artists in our lives, you know? We're just always co-creating with the moment, with other people in our lives. And I think that wellness and creativity together, I mean, there's so many different facets of wellness. There's, you know, physical nourishment, there's spiritual practices, there's connection, mindset work, um, working through fear, you know? So I almost feel like when you enter into a partnership with someone who is a wellness practitioner, you are getting into like this creative process of letting go of things that aren't serving you and welcoming in things that will, um, So I think if you can think of any personal growth experience or any daily experience, any daily practice as as a work of art, like a way to create, even just having a journaling practice where you just let it all out of you, sometimes like just the act of doing that sparks something, you know? So it's almost like we need wellness in order for creativity to come through us. There's actually a client of mine who is absolutely brilliant who – um specializes in helping artists elevate their craft through wellness. Um, And she does this through fitness and coaching and, you know, her target audience is musicians, you know, anyone that has art that they do. And oftentimes I find artists are not taking care of themselves. You know, there's the starving artist, the one, (laughs) the one that doesn't have their basic needs, that archetype that just doesn't have their basic needs met and is just kind of like, you know, so committed to the art at any cost and we sacrifice ourselves for it. And so I find that we don't want to be doing that. <laughs> we don't want to be burning ourselves out in any any way, shape or form for something else. We need to be like, it's almost like our bodies are the vessel that allows us to do that work, to allows us to be the channel, allows us to create, to do what we love. And so gosh, like, honor that body. Like that body is a freaking miracle and is a creation in and of itself. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I feel like it's such a hard question because it's it's like it's almost beyond the human language. Like it's almost beyond words. It's just like it they just are. They work together. I mm-hmm. feel like wellness enhances creativity and like creativity is built into the wellness. When you're on your own wellness journey, you're just like pulling back the layers of mm-hmm. you and and getting to know yourself more deeply and learning how to connect with who you are more deeply, but then like create in a deeper way, in a different way, connect with other humans in a different way. So it's like this river 
we're just like riding on and and like I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but <laughs> that's that's kind of what's coming up for me around that. Nice. Yeah, well, I love the questions that are kind of unanswerable. I think they're usually the most fun to explore. I yeah. liked that you brought in the idea of the starving artist though because I feel like that's a old paradigm that I see a lot of these upcoming generations just saying like, no, thank you. <laughs> We're here for totally. the healthy, wealthy artists who are well-fed and really nourished by their creations, mm. nourished by the community around creations too. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I like to explore is the way that creativity and structure strategy go together because these are also two things that in my mind have seemed really different before and it sounds like this is something that you bring into your work of kind of marrying the two and that one can really enhance the other so what does that look like in your work and in your view mm-hmm. yeah so I like to think of it as the masculine feminine kind of archetype. There's usually the masculine is kind of the container, the structure that holds the feminine. And the feminine is this fluid, flowy thing that needs a container to be be really, I don't know, able to do what it's here to do. When I think about that, when it applies to what I do is, is like, I take people through a very creative process. You know, there's a lot of clarification that happens. We learn who you are and what you're here to do and then and what how you want to do those things but then when it comes to actually doing them what are the next steps so then we have this in, like intuitive creative process we've just gone through and then now we need to bring it to life we need to manifest that thing we have to turn it into to a business and so that requires a- structure action planning and taking next steps and so i find that you know, we get to play in the feminine energy and then we get to execute and create and make the thing happen in the more masculine energy. As from a creative perspective, it's like, you know, you have, you want to do your art and you have to create space to do that art. So maybe you'll create some structure around that where it's like, okay, on Saturdays, I have two hours that are like my creative time and you have that container where you can play. That's how I like to think about you know, my program is like a container to play and allows you to like be there and do the things, but then it also is empowering you to make it real. You know, like I don't want people to exit and be like, okay, now I know what I'm doing, but like, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I want you to be in action, creating that thing. And and so that's, that's where that masculine, more structured, strategic piece comes in. And when they, when they work together, it's everything. You know, it just it, the masculine and feminine, just from the, an energetic perspective, we carry both of those energies within us. We have access to both of them, and our, our you know, human humankind is both. So it's it and life is both. So it's like, you know, we you need to use both. Hmm. I definitely sense in our culture, at least I have as I was growing up, more of a masculine presence in the way that we do things. It was more like structure and strategy and analytics, facts and figures, all of that um, Mm -hmm. was a lot more emphasized. And so as I've been reprogramming and learning to include more of the feminine, sometimes, at least for me, there was like a little bit of a pendulum swing 
of like being all in the intuitive flow, all in the creativity. And so I like how they kind of come together. What are some kind of like little markers if we're if we're, we found that balance, but maybe you're leaning a little bit into your masculine, it's time to let go and flow, or um, I think it's time to bring in some strategy. Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's so personal, you know? I mean, it depends on your personality. You know, some people tend to lean more masculine when it comes to business, and some people might be more flowy and feminine and need more structure. Um, so I think you have to first know yourself and where you lean. And if if you are the more masculine type, I think then it's it's a matter of being in practice around bringing in more of that freedom and creativity and and having space for that. So I think bringing in more of those practices where you're meditating regularly, where you're journaling regularly, where you just have that like that white space to see what comes through, and 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 making that your practice. Um, So I think when you lean that direction, making sure you have those tools in your toolbox, of course, but then really creating the space to connect with them um, is going to help you catch yourself when you find yourself falling down that, okay, I'm getting very, very cerebral, strategic. I'm, I'm like pushing myself too hard. I'm, I'm putting too much pressure on myself. Like, you know, when the overwhelm and the stress starts to build, those are signals from your body that, okay, you've you've gotten a little out of alignment here. Let's come back to rebalancing it. Um, and then if you're someone who leans more in the feminine and like you're not someone that really likes structure, you kind of hate structure, you like to rebel against structure, um, and you kind of get lost in the creativity instead of bringing the creativity like really into tangible form. And you know you're someone who needs more structure in your life. You need to create more practices that allow you to plan things out or um, map things out or make a to-do list or have stuff on your calendar that's got giving you a deadline, you know? Um, so so those are kind of the ways that I think it shows up for people. And you just have to know like what your your natural state usually is. And then just being in practice and trying to bring that into your life. I f- also find that people who lean more in that, that more flowy feminine creative space, having someone else on your team or like in your life who is more structured um, to be that support for you to create more structure in, in the way that you're creating and, and bringing it to life. I love that piece. I'm, as I said, I lean more towards the feminine creative, flowy, and a lot of my friends, even my closer girlfriends, like are a little bit more in the masculine and they're the ones who are like, okay, let's hang out Thursday, 6 p.m. <laughs> I'm like, sure, whatever, we'll go with the flow. So they, they help <laughs> uh, move things along for me. So I love that accountability piece. Mm-hmm. Mm, and it is just like this constant dance that we're in and I think for me, when I was a little bit more towards the extremes of really operating masculine, didn't feel natural or like way too lost in the sauce and my feminine, that now that I'm kind of in this more centered space, it's this dance that is actually really fun to just play with my different edges and explore. And there's always different parts of us that are being called to the moment. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I would love to hear about what you're up to and if there are any spaces that my audience can connect with you further. Mm, Thank you. Yes. So as you've all heard, I am just so deeply devoted to helping people bring the fullness of who they are into 
not only the way they live their lives, but how they they work and how they create. Uh, so the way that I help people do that is through my Your Wellness Brand Program. So if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur who wants to help people become more conscious, healthy, happy human beings. Um, and this is a program designed to really help you lay the groundwork for that purpose work so that it feels deeply aligned. You know how to bring your authentic self to the table and you know to show up on social media and just anywhere else that you need to have a presence. And it just feels so much easier. Um, and you're really able to co-create and use yourself as your muse and in everything um, in that process. So that's a program that's actually starting up um, at the end of February of 2022. So in, in the next couple of weeks, um, and it's a very intimate group experience. So you get me as your mentor, there's private calls, there's group calls, and you're surrounded by other amazing humans doing amazing work in the world who become deep, dear friends. So um, so there's that. And you can just go to yourwellnessbrand.com to learn more about that. Um, and then I have a podcast also called Brand Yourself. So this is where I have conversations with incredible human beings who have businesses, um, mostly uh, women, female identified, and how they've built those things. So these are people who have all different kinds of businesses within the realm of wellness and personal growth. Um, I also share my own solo episodes there, just little doses of wisdom here and there. And then um, you can listen to the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, really anywhere. And via my website, blairbaddenhop.com forward slash podcast is where you can kind of get started. And then of course, I'm on Instagram at Blair Badenhop. And my last name is spelled B-A-D-E-N-H-O-P. That's where I hang out on social media primarily. If you're looking to connect on any of these things, you can always just send me a DM or email me at Blair at BlairBadenhop.com. Sweet. I will have all of that linked in the show notes. So it will be easy peasy to get to. And I found a lot of folks that I really enjoy following through your podcast and just keeping up with their work. So I definitely recommend checking out some of the different episodes from the archive. And yeah, just a lot of gratitude too for your work with your wellness brand. I I love that there are people like you who support people through this entrepreneurial journey because there's a lot um, on the shoulders of entrepreneurs these days or just people who want to create something and put it out there of like you know what? I'm a wellness coach who teaches people about detox. I don't also want to be a brand strategist, copywriter, digital marker, website builder. Like, mm -hmm. It really gives the space for people to do what they're here to do. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And also to be doing it from an aligned place from the very beginning. You know, it helps. I like to help people avoid the mistakes of doing things that are out of alignment or making decisions that might not be aligned with their truth or whatever it is um, so that they can hit the ground running right from the beginning of that business creation. So yes, totally. Well, one thing I like to end each interview with is a little prompt from our guest with a creative prompt that listeners can play with this week. And I'm going to volunteer one in addition to whatever you said. Earlier when we were speaking, you said, what is awesome about me? And I think that's an amazing journal question. So I'm going to put that out there. And if you want to add a little creative prompt, I would love to hear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I guess what's coming to me and just keeps coming is just like, what, what brings me to life? Like what lights me up the most? And where, I guess, where are the moments where I come most alive? Because I feel like when we are clear on that and we can put ourselves in those situations, moments, 
that's when our magnetism gets lit as well. And it's when people gravitate in your direction and opportunities start falling in your lap and the right people start sending you a message. And and so like if you know what's alive for you and lighting you up and you're clear on that and then you start to share about it and your enthusiasm can be felt, that's always going to help you move your creative work forward in some way, shape or form. I love that. That's such a perfect place to end. Thank you, Blair. Thank you so much for having me. There are so many amazing nuggets in there from Blair, and I'm so grateful that we were able to have her on. And if you're loving this creative energy that we're getting into and would like to experience a little bit of it one-on-one, I invite you to book a free guided visualization with me. This is a 20-minute one-on-one call with me where we get super clear on one thing that you're desiring, and we go through this really fun visualization that gets you aligned in that energy, gets you feeling excited and good about it. They're honestly just so fun and really relaxing. So if that feels aligned, I would love to share that with you. You can book that at visualization.amyinfullcolor.com, and that is also in the show notes. I'm really looking forward to spending time with you next week, and again, so thankful you're here. Have a look.